This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. We have an exciting day filled with tech news. So do you want to start with it, Hani? Yes, let's get right into it because <laughs> we're talking about Apple, my favorite company in the whole world, and Apple and how they're going to unveil the iPhone 12 during a virtual event this September. So we're talking about six days, September 15th. We finally have a date for the iPhone 12 after so many rumors about it being delayed or not even released in time. But coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be talking about Apple's rivals, Samsung, because they're working on a transparent smartphone. Who would have thought smartphones could be transparent? Now, see, Omnia, we've been seeing a lot of patenting being done by Samsung mm-hmm. and Apple. They're having a lot of ideas being thrown. And the first logical thing to do is when you know you have an, a good idea or a good invention, <laughs> you go and patent it. Yes, indeed. But coming up on Future Talk as well, we're going to be talking all about distance learning since news came out yesterday that right here in Sharjah, distance learning is going to be extended for two more weeks. So what are the challenges of online learning and what are some skills that students, parents and teachers can adopt for them to be able to make distance learning a little bit of a better experience for everyone? We're going to be speaking to Head of International Projects and Learning at Creedy, which is a digital tool for teachers and students. Marcus will be joining us in just a few moments to give us the latest of updates on how can we make distance learning a little bit better for everyone. If you have any questions for Marcus, make sure you send them in at 4215-DO-IRT-SALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Yes, if you have any suggestions or you feel like you know what's going to happen with the iPhone 12, text us in as well because we're going to be getting into it. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Yes, you won't find anyone else like me because I am the biggest Apple fan there is. And Apple is going to hold its biggest annual launch event on September 15th, where it may unveil the new Apple Watches, iPhones, and more. Now, I'm very excited to get into this, Omnia, mm-hmm. because it's been long awaited. We have talked about a lot of leaks on the show about the iPhone and Apple Watch and what might be coming to this new generation of iPhones. Now, Apple is expected to not launch new products like updated versions of the Apple Watch and even the iPad Air, which will be held on a virtual event because obviously Corona. So <laughs> it will be around September 15th and Apple does actually typically announce new iPhones during September. And Omni and I actually talked about it and we were thinking that maybe around October, November, they would yeah, launch the of, event. Yeah, because of all the COVID-19 mm. uh, updates, we thought it would be a little bit delayed. But yes, but again, we're talking about that maybe Apple may instead announce its anticipated iPhone 12 in October, in September. It's not clear yet. We're kind of speculating mm-hmm. what might happen. Yes, indeed. Now, Apple typically unveils the new iPhone models uh, during its September event, which everyone is usually excited about. Sadly, this year it's going to be happening virtually. But there's a lot of speculation that 
this month will still be the main announcement of the launch, the iPhone 12. Now, a lot of people have been very excited about the iPhone 12 simply because the software updates are very unique. So we talked about it before. We talked about the launch of the widgets. But Apple may be launching two new Apple Watch models as well. So one model will be succeeding the Apple Watch Series 5 and another one will be replacing the cheaper Series 3. Mm. Apple's iPhone 12, meanwhile, is expected to be the first smartphone with 5G connectivity. Now, finally, Apple is joining the 5G team um, after Android devices like Samsung, Huawei, and OnePlus were actually, they had launched their 5G iPhones back in 2019 and at the beginning of 2020. So Apple is a little late to the game, but nonetheless, it always catches up and brings their phones on a whole other pedestal. Yes, and talking about phones, it's very important. I mean, <laughs> not phone, phones, because Apple will be unveiling four variants of the iPhone to succeed the iPhone 11 and 2 that will actually replace the iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max. Mm -hmm. Now, all four versions will feature OLED screens, which do offer deeper blacks and richer contrast, which is compared with the iPhone 11's LCD panel. Now, the iPhone sequels are expected to come in two sizes. Size number one will be 5.4 inches and 6.1 inches for the second one, while the iPhone 12 is ex uh, 12 Pro mm -hmm. is expected or rumored to come in 6.1 inch and my favorite inches 6.7 the bigger the better for me <laughs> ever since I, I switched to the max and a bigger phone I can't go back to smaller phones I don't see why people would ever like a smaller phone unless they want to you know have it fit comfortably in their pocket but if you're if you plan to use your phone to watch shows movies or even just scroll on your favorite social media platforms as you mentioned honey the bigger the better but September 15 is definitely yes. a day that a lot of people tend to mark in their calendar and it's actually going to be the second major event that Apple leads virtually in the past recent month. The first one happened in late June. It was the Worldwide Developers Conference that was actually held digitally for the first time in 31 years. Now Omnia, let's talk money. Okay. Let's talk money because obviously mm. a couple of days ago Apple lost $180 billion, mm. not million, billion dollars in market value on last Thursday, and it is the biggest loss for any company ever. Mm -hmm. So, do you think, now a lot of people are saying maybe it's going to launch in September, the iPhone 12, maybe in yeah. October. Do you think this announcement comes because they lost so much money mm. on Thursday that they're going to release the iPhone 12 this month? I don't think so, simply because Apple definitely did not support the rumors about the delay actually happening. So mm. a lot of people were speculating mm. that there will be a delay, but coming out of coming right out of Apple and but, when we look at the website mm. that is mm. launching the mm. event they did mention that it's still going to be happening mm. on the 15th of September at about mm. 10 p.m. so but but we're talking about how they lost so much money 10 a.m. sorry yeah <laughs> how they lost so much money 180 mm. billion 180 billion dollars the biggest loss the thing is you can't fast speak production so the phone mm. should have so already been produced so you, th you think mm. that they will launch it and announce it today because of how much money they lost they want people to come back and mm. buy the newer iPhones, go back and buy stocks. Mm. What do you think? I think if they were to make them cheaper, then yes. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think this is going to be announced on September 15th, the new iPhone, mm. because Apple took a big hit with this $180 billion loss. But who knows? 4215, let us know. Is Apple going to release it this month or in October? But Omni and I do say it is this month. And uh, let us know, are you excited? Would you buy the iPhone 12? 
But let's jump to some other news, Omnia. Yes, Android is also making headlines because Samsung is developing a transparent smartphone, apparently. Now, never in my life did I think about talking about you know, a transparent smartphone, but this patent was actually announced recently and the design is quite unique. So it was published on the 27th of August and it was filed back in January of this year. So now it's making its round and this is because of the technology that is used to create such a phone. Now, as a basis for this, the company is actually using an OLED display. So such a display requires low power consumption, high brightness, and fast response time, which definitely sounds like the dream phone for many. Mm. No one wants to keep on charging their phones. But to create this transparent display panel, uh, Samsung will definitely have to create a lot of content that will be adapted to that transparent display, because you can't have the apps or the home screen showing up in the exact same way if the display is different. Now, Omnia, LG, the company, mm. actually did patent something similar a while back, and Xiaomi mm. did manage to release a see-through TV quite recently. So we do know this type of technology is already exist. here, yeah. and we could see it make a transition to smartphones in the future. But the question is, are smartphones the future? Now, are transparent smartphones the future? Yeah. Now, Omnia, there is a number of questions that arise when it does come to this type of design. Mm -hmm. Now, the first thing that comes in mind is the cameras because you need to play both front and rear cameras mm. facing somewhere. How are you going to put them in a transparent phone? True. Now, if you do place them in the usual spot, the phone will be transparent, but you will see those camera sensors, so it won't exactly be completely transparent. And speaking of cameras, we definitely saw Apple also struggling with a very similar issue with its design because we were talking about it, how they wanted to hide the front camera uh, pinholes. They didn't want the holes of the camera on the front to be as evident so that they can increase uh, the display size of their screen. So in order to solve this problem with the Samsung uh, transparent phone, they would have to create a transparent phone that is necessarily very transparent also in its camera. Man, we said transparent a lot today. Yeah, very invisible. Word, word, word of the day, transparent, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Now, the display may be cool, but it may hinder what we see on the screen. So the content of the home screen may be a little washed out. It may be bright. Mm. It may not be necessarily properly mm. illuminated. So now a lot of people are speculating, do we actually need these transparent mm. phones? How durable are they? Because obviously transparent phone, you would think it's like made out of what? Nothing. Glass. Glass, obviously. <laughs> so if you drop them, what happens? And how, talking about privacy, Omni, if mm. a transparent phone, can anyone, anyone see what I'm doing behind the screen? Ooh. And also, a lot of people are saying, well, you know what? Let's put transparency on a pause right now. Let's kind of focus on the foldable or rollable phones that mm. make more sense right now at this current moment. Let us know. 4215 door slot. Would you like a transparent phone, a normal phone, a foldable, a foldable phone. or even a rollable phone? 4215 door slot. And if you can't message us for any reason possible, at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. Lots and lots of choices for smartphones in 2020. So let us know what is yours. But coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be talking all about the challenges of online learning, a struggle that many parents and students know too Thankfully well. Thankfully, not. I don't struggle with that anymore. <laughs> This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Distance learning in the age of COVID-19 has definitely been a very rocky road for many parents, students, and teachers. And a new experience that a lot of us never thought 
we'd actually be getting into. And it felt like a far-fetched dream, but this pandemic has caused this process of online learning to be a little bit more accelerated. And even though it has definitely been a reality that was forced into the lives of many people, we are trying to adapt to it as best as possible. So right here in Sharjah, Sharjah Private Education Authority actually announced yesterday that online learning will be extended for two more weeks until they can assess the situation once again. And this is exactly why today we're going to be talking all about the challenges of online learning. What skills can students and parents adopt to make this journey a little bit easier on everyone. Joining us today is the Head of International Projects and Learning at Creedy, Mr. Marcus Pakalin, who is actually joining us today to tell us a little bit about this digital tool that has been helping teachers and students facilitate online learning. Welcome well, to the show, Marcus. Thank you. Welcome thank to you. the show. It's a happy pleasure to, to have you. Great. Happy to be here. Now, now let's start and hit, hit this head on. Now, what are the challenges of online learning? Well, uh, from my perspective, um, at least in the beginning, it was uh, it, uh, it was like a surprise for everybody, and, and it happened happened so fast. And, and most schools they didn't have a existing culture of existing structures to to um, facilitate learning mm-hmm. online or, or um, remotely. So I think that's that's number one thing that the teachers and the schools were. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposed to build these structures mm-hmm. in, a, in a week or in a day mm-hmm. and of course of course there's a lo- lot of other things like um, lack of online materials or or lack of digital tools or or maybe the students don't have uh, devices mm-hmm. for online learning and, and so on so, so, so do you think that parents have kind of a problem that seems foreign to them or the students that seems foreign to them to kind of get in, t- in touch with themselves when it comes to the online classes? Like it's very hard for them to, uh, to kind of immerse, themselves, ha- in the immerse class. themselves in the class, to pay attention mm-hmm. in class. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> this is a problem. And, and I've, I've talked to, I'm, I'm a teacher myself and, mm. and I've talked to many of my colleagues here in Finland and and you hear these stories like like that somebody's playing computer game or video game <laughs> uh, while attending zoom meeting or teams meeting and and uh, after yeah. three weeks it turns out that there are some students who have actually done nothing at home mm. during that time and so there's, there's a lot of difficulties and and many students are not that not that self-regulated mm. many many distractions yeah, many distractions, definitely. Now, yeah. one interesting aspect that you actually mentioned is the lack of devices, which has definitely been an issue that parents and teachers and even students uh, got. They basically it was brought to their attention once distance learning started, which is the fact of what we would call digital equality. So students mm. that may not necessarily have had laptops or computers to tune into the classroom were at a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to distance learning. And uh, you as a teacher and also as a developer of the digital tool Creedy has have definitely been working on making distance learning a little bit easier for everyone. So in your opinion, does online learning actually show a, a disparity in where some students are and where others are in terms of whether or not they are able to have this equipment and what would be a solution for such an issue yeah definitely like there is this this digital divide exists 
And one, one of the reasons why Kridi was a very popular tool um, in Finland mm. during the, the remote learning time was that it was very easy to use on the student um, student mobile phones because most of the students, even though they, they don't have laptop or, or iPad, they, they have a mobile phone. Mm. So there's, there's at least something they can do with, with that. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that the biggest divide is um, in the working skills of the students that, that some are better facilitated, some are better capable of actually controlling themselves and, and taking initiative of their own learning than others. Mm-hmm. That other students are always dependent on adults and, and teachers and parents. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about Creedy and mm. how this digital platform uh, being used by teachers and students as well? Yes, uh, Creedy was originally built um, for for assessment mm. to to provide like not only testing but uh, but this sort of like a constant feedback for the students uh, during their learning learning in school. And Creedy is not a learning material; uh, it's it's more like a pedagogical tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and but during the remote learning time, it was used mainly like like I can I could show you our numbers. Uh, the user of user numbers of Credi actually uh, they not tripled but they um, were magnified by like thirty fold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was really a big thing. And um, most teachers would use Credi to to give tasks for the students. Mm. Uh, it's quite easy to build, build this task list and, and the student can easily see at home that this is my these are my tasks for today. Mm. Like I have these five tasks that I need to complete and that's it. Mm-hmm. And each task card contains some information for that. Mm-hmm. Also, um, many students had this learning portfolio in which mm. the students um, recorded documented their learning what what they did during the day today i finished my math practice and today i made this artwork mm. and, and so on and also support this like a good daily um rhythm of studying like we had these questionnaires that did you have enough um, pauses during mm. the day did you have healthy meals did you wake up in time mm. um, something like that So it was basically reminding them to also take care of themselves while taking care of their tasks. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah definitely. We're going to be taking a short break, but once we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the skills that students should adopt mm. whenever they are continuing their journey with distance learning. So we're going to take a short break, but come right back right here only on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. This episode is definitely one that is relevant to many people tuning into us right now. Parents, teachers and students have been struggling with distance learning. And even though right here in the UAE, we're lucky that, you know, in terms of laptops mm. and digital equipment. Even I struggle with distance learning, Omnia. You struggled? Yes. Do you <laughs> in know, what way? Do, do you know why? Your sister? My sister. I wake up. I have to wake up my sister 
for her online class. Okay. So her online class starts at 8 a.m. and so I she have, just scrolls out of bed. I have to wake her up. I'm like, wake up! Well, you got you got you got university. I'm she's like, what? I'm like <laughs> online class. And I open her laptop. I log her and everything. What a kind brother! I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> well, I can tell you for a fact, online learning at the beginning, I w- I'm currently doing my master's. So at the beginning, I didn't really appreciate it. But now, the fact that I don't have to actually you know calculate commute time has definitely been a blessing so mm. i could i get to just go back home open my laptop and bam i'm ready for class but enough talking about uh, our own personal experience with online learning and let's move on to talk about the challenges of online learning and what are some of the skills that students parents and teachers can adopt to make learning succeed and we have an expert on the show today head of international projects and learning at creedy mr marcus pakalin is joining us today to tell us all about what are some of the skills that we can adopt to make distance learning a better experience for everyone thank you so much uh, marcus for joining us today it's been such a great honor to get to speak to you thanks thanks it's a pleasure to be here so talking with you guys the pleasure is all ours now so during the break uh we we discovered something about you marcus (laughs) that you speak arabic (laughs) which which is which is amazing it took us by surprise can you tell us uh what what is your role in arabic in arabic Arabic. yes Uh, that's really difficult, I would say. And I'm a bit of Arabic. You're a teacher as well, isn't that right, Marcus? I'm uh, a um, And so you would know online learning better than anyone of us because mm. at the same time, you are on the other end of online learning. Mm. Yeah, 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 I would say so. Um, if it's fine, I'll switch to English now. Yeah, yeah, switch to English. Now, Marcus, All right. since you're a teacher, I want to ask you, have you faced any difficulties with online learning? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wasn't teaching during the, the remote learning time, but mm-hmm. of course I have a lot of colleagues and, and I also have my own children and, and we have a lot of customers who we we get a lot of information mm-hmm. from. And and my experience was that it was quite a blast for the teachers. They, they really needed to um, adjust their thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the students did really good work. I think that um, most of the students, at least here, they they kind of adjusted pretty well, and and they're quite capable. They they have the skills, mm-hmm. digital skills already, absolutely to some extent. Um, but you know, since you are also the developer of the online platform Creedy, that is basically associated with a lot of schools in Finland and right here in the UAE, uh, we've been seeing a lot of parents uh, more inclined to use apps online, to use different digital platforms to help make the experience easier for students to adjust to. So in your opinion, even if a school does not necessarily adopt a digital platform, how can parents make the most out of all the apps that are available online to make the experience easier for their kids? Yeah, I think that that the question uh, is a good one. I think that the, uh, the parents um, often often don't have access, like they, they don't have the knowledge that um, what, why they like, what apps would be the best suitable for for which purpose and and it's honestly it's quite difficult to to get that information of course there's a lot of advertisement going on but i would recommend uh, reading some blogs and um, some um watching some of the some of the uh, youtube channels that mm-hmm. offer really good um mm-hmm. like tech tech reviews and so on mm-hmm. but i think that the most important thing is that the, the parents would take care that the the students are actually they have the basic skills uh, 
on on academic work mm-hmm. digitally like they they know how to use cloud services and they they know how to um write write files and and powerpoint shows and and so on like basic skills and, and how to use uh, calendar and email mm. email and, and those things which are not necessarily uh, very relevant for the young generation but because they're using their own uh, tiktoks and whatsapp true and it's necessary and, uh, though for them to be able to keep up with mm. the tasks that they get from their yeah. teachers B- because yeah, there's a lot of it's, it's necessary for studying because mm-hmm. a lot of statistics show omnia and and marcus that during the the online distance uh, period a lot the younger generation i'm talking about let's say from five kindergarten all the way to grade four they didn't know how to actually use a computer mm-hmm. they knew how to yeah. use touch screens ipads but they never knew how to use a computer so i believe we have to kind of teach them how to use a computer first because nowadays it's very rare to have someone very computer literate Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, yeah, and, and mm. that's one of the reasons why why Greedy uh, is built so that it, it works the best with the mobile phones because that's at least uh, a device that most students have mm-hmm. at hand. I mean, I feel like a lot of the kids now are born knowing how to use a mobile phone, yeah. so it's great mm-hmm. to have yeah. platforms, uh, you, or it's great to have a platform basically able to adapt to different gadgets all at the same time now one of the uh, advantages and the benefits of using uh, the digital platform creedy is self-evaluation so teachers Mm. are able to trust students to let them know Mm. whether or not they understood a certain um, class whether they are facing any difficulties which brings up the element of trust a lot of teachers nowadays if we're going to pre-covid 19 in a classroom they never really trusted students to let them know if whether or not they're understanding a certain material Mm. in class you know they would basically wait on questions which is now not necessarily a reality when students have their webcams turned on so can you tell Mm. us a little bit about how self-evaluation matters in the process of distance learning yeah that that is a good question i think that that if uh, you teach and learn in a system which is very uh, test oriented Mm. and uh, and uh, there's a lot of emphasis is put by, like in the studies that, that the reason why you are studying is uh, to to prepare for the tests mm. and the tests are really important and, and you definitely should have some sort of way to test the children the, the students but during the remote learning there's no 100% way of doing that because you you will never know um, if, if the student is uh, receiving help from outside or, or Ex- exactly what i want to, di- doing it. to dive into now a lot of people have been getting great <laughs> grades during this <laughs> pandemic marcus now myself I, included I, I see a lot of people getting super they're getting a's and b's and they're c and d students mm. now yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it raises the question uh, are these students actually learning or is it making it easier for them to cheat or even the question of should we still be having exams mm. and tests yes. when you have mm. siblings helping other siblings with the answers of a question rather than the kid actually using his own skills to answer it yeah i i think that that is a right question that that is it actually necessary to test during the uh, remote learning mm. time because uh, which is more important testing or learning mm. and i think that uh, we should really focus on learning and we should also switch the student focus also from testing to learning more 
so that they they wouldn't have um, like incentive to to cheat. Mm, absolutely. And, mm. Yeah, and that's why we we want to encourage uh, self evaluation uh, in Kridi. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one of the the skills that we just discussed is self-evaluation. But another is the importance of having a clear communication between teachers, students and parents. And this is exactly what we will be diving into in just a few moments and also the future of learning post-COVID-19. If you have any question for Marcus Bakalin, make sure you yes. send them in at 4215. Do a lot. Yes. And if you cannot, at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram, we're also live on YouTube. You can see me winking at the camera every couple <laughs> of seconds, letting you guys know that I I see you. I see you. So, uh, taking a short break, but when we come back, diving into more about distant learning. Pulse 95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiral Saleh and Hany Balkis. We're diving right into distance learning and talking about the future of online learning post-COVID-19. Now, we do have one of the best in the business with us. Yes, indeed. Head of International Projects and Learning at Creedy, a digital tool for teachers and students to facilitate distance learning. We're speaking with Marcus Pakalin, who's been showering us with a lot of knowledge on what are some of the skills that we should adopt to make Mm. distance learning become a better journey for everyone. And this is a very timely interview especially because just yesterday, Sharjah Private Education Authority actually announced that distance learning right here in Sharjah will be extended for two more weeks. Marcus, it's been a great conversation with you, but we want to ask you a little bit about communication. You know, we always talk about the importance of communicating, whether it was with our loved ones, significant other, but especially when it comes to uh, the environment of learning and especially when students and teachers are not present face to face with one another, it can be a little difficult for a student to communicate their fears, to communicate their worries, their misunderstandings. So in your opinion, how can we use digital platforms to make communication become better for everyone, for parents, teachers, as well as students. Yeah, I think um, as a Finnish um, a representative here, I would say that the less is more mm. in a communication, uh, in a sense that um, that at least uh, I was flooded by uh, by all kinds of uh, digital communications during the time when remote learning time started. And, and especially, I think that the teachers uh, needed to sort of uh, pour down so much of information to, to homes that it was almost almost overwhelming. Mm. So I think it's it's a skill to uh, know how to uh, like really wrap up your your message to a single sentence and, and convey your message. In I a way. think I think every mother tuning in right now will definitely agree with you. The surge of emails, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the surge so. of emails that have been getting on their phones yeah. is unbelievable, especially if yeah. a mom has multiple kids. My Lord, <laughs> there is no other way of communicating tasks, apparently, except through emails. Yeah, yeah, they, they should hire a secretary or something. <laughs> now, no, no, yeah. uh, what it what it comes to the uh, between the teacher and the student, I think that's the most important relationship here. That uh, whichever digital system they are using, there should be a way uh, of teachers to give feedback and support for the students. Mm-hmm. That's number one thing from my my opinion. Mm. Now, to asking, uh, talking about post-COVID-19, after COVID-19, now, let's go back in time. Now, <laughs> for example, you live in Finland, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So, if you guys have a snow day, schools become cancelled. 
But now, since we're so used to online learning, is school not going to be canceled anymore? Are we going to result in having an online class, for example, during a snow day? Uh, actually, um, during my, my time when I've been to school, uh, there's, there hasn't been a single day when the school has been canceled. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Especially because of the snow. I mean, right here but, right here in the UAE, we've also seen it. Whenever rain it, would it be... It rains too much. Yeah, if yeah. It, the rain is too heavy, if there is any you know natural situation where it's not safe for kids to physically go yes. to school, school would yeah. be basically canceled for the day, and we would yeah, it would be the right. happiest day in the lives of many yeah. students. <laughs> so, so the question yeah. does come is there no more ca- no more cancellation um, no actually yeah in, in Finland there is no no cancellations mm. but mm. I think that uh, especially after this covid time we are more pre- more prepared to this kind of situation that, that we already have like established the communication channels we are already we're using the digital tools we we already know how to to uh, how to make the learning and teaching happen remotely. Mm. So we'll basically be more equipped to deal with any circumstances that arise. But uh, just another quick question to add on to that. In your opinion, do you believe that having online learning become also a reality post-COVID-19 would help more children around the world uh, be able to learn in schools? Because it does cut down on some of the costs. So let's say doing online learning means that parents may not have to pay for transportation. So do you believe that it will create more of an education equality in the future? Yeah, I, I actually believe that. Uh, like you could you could con- somehow um, compare it to what happened with the online grocery shopping, mm. which uh, took like a leap of five years, at least here. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the school also would uh, would have a chance to take this five year leap that Uh, using digital technologies and, and making the education more accessible to, to those who don't have access to it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's really a good point here. Mm-hmm. Marcus Pakalin, who is the head of international projects at Lear- and learning at mm. Creedy, thank you so much for joining us today and shedding some mm. light on the challenges as well as the skills that everyone should adopt to make distance learning a better experience for everyone. It was a pleasure yeah. having you. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Pleasure is all ours. To everyone tuning in to us right now, thank you so much for lending us your ears for the hour. Yes, indeed. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, the show doesn't stop here because nope. we have the halftime show. The only place to be at three in a bit. We got like four minutes until Amara Dure does come and give us everything we need to know about mental health, gut health, fitness everything to better yourself. Today is a very exciting episode on his show as well because he has mm. in the studios of Pulse 95 a breathing expert. So he recently... <laughs> I love to breathe. <laughs> he recently immersed himself in an ice bath. But mm. how was he able to get through it? This is what you're going to be finding out all about in yes. just a few moments. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are live on YouTube, Pulse 95 Radio on YouTube, where it's a fun time in the Pulse 95 studios. So do go and see our pretty faces. If you missed any of our previous shows, you can also catch us there at YouTube Pulse95 Radio and you can find us on all of our podcast channels, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud under the name Future Talk 95. We will see you once again. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.